at the moment we're pre-rev, um, but as soon as we hit revenue generation, we know that we have a hundred and so agencies that are going to be taking the platform on from day one. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Joe Call. He's a 25-year-old marketing expert owning a marketing uh, agency and an emerging technology in the machine learning AI space called Pulse. Pulse predicts the outcome of creative content before it's published, maximizing return on ad spend for brands and marketing agencies alike. Joe, you ready to take us to the top? For sure. All right. So I have 10 ad creatives. Who are you publishing them to before I actually launch them on Facebook to see if they're going to give me a good return? So what we're doing is we're taking creatives, um, uploading them through our ML platform, identifying um, a number of different key factors through the machine learning in terms of hue, saturation, luminance, object identification, and a number of other key factors in terms of the natural language that's used in the written context of text formatting to identify based on petabytes of historical data, how people have reacted previously, cross-correlate that against how they're likely to react to that piece of content in the future. Um, The machine learning is now complete. We're at 97% accuracy on the prediction model. Mm -hmm. 97% accuracy on what? What are you trying to predict? On predicting the outcome of emotional responses to creative content. So when someone is publishing a piece of content, are they going to feel angry about it? Are they going to feel sad about it? Confused? Unhappy? How many people are going to engage with it? Um, What type of engagement is that likely to be? We can predict that with 97% accuracy now. How do you know though? I mean, I scroll a lot of Facebook ads, you know, in, in the course of a day that I never interact with and maybe one makes me angry, but I give no signal to Facebook that I'm angry. I just keep scrolling. How are you able to capture that? Yeah, sure. So that's based on a number of other engagement statistics in terms of watch time, um, in terms of uh, frequency of watch, in terms of uh, frequency of communication around the piece. Um, but fundamentally, we leverage um, available public data to identify trends um, of how people have reacted to similar pieces of content. So while you might not react, other people will react in a similar way and are possibly more forthcoming with that information. That subsequently gives us the data set to identify how people are likely to react. Similar process and uh, uh, you know identification, uh, identification process to natural language processing, but it's kind of NLP on steroids. Mm-hmm. And and so I understand why brands or agencies would want to pay you for this, but give me a sense of what you like, how you price. What are they paying on average per month to use this tech? Yeah, it varies. So it depends on how many campaigns they're running simultaneously, but it varies from £500 a month um, in, in Brit- British pounds um, all the way up to however much they want to be paying. But the range for staff subscriptions is 500 to 5500 a month. What's like your sweet spot, though? I know it's sort of weird to force you an average, but it was 600 700 bucks a month a good average? <clears throat> Around about five and a half thousand is probably going to be the average for the majority of significant sized agencies. If they're smaller sized agencies, they're going to be going for the five hundred pound a month package. Well, I know, but the real question I'm asking is what kind of agencies are using you, right? So I'm asking what the mix is effectively by asking what the average is. Sure. At the moment, we're pre-rev, um, but as soon as we hit revenue generation, we know that we have a hundred and so agencies that are going to be taking the platform on from day one. Um, and of those, they're for, sort of roughly falling into the two thousand, two and a half thousand bracket. 
And so how are you learning that? Are you sending them a PDF with like made up prices to see how people respond? And you've had a good response to a $5,000 price point for large agencies? So it's based on a number of things. We've not priced it based on what they would want. We priced it based on what we know we can achieve and based on what we know our direct competitors are, are using. Um, and we're building uh, you know, a, a technology that's subsequently substantially better um, than our direct competitors. Um, so we know quite confidently that the agencies that are going to be deploying this sort of solution um, are going to be quite satisfied on the price point side of things. Majority of entry point for similar products like TalkWalker, for example, people are paying six grand a year um, for a similar product. Mm-hmm. When did you uh, launch the business? What year? Uh, middle of last year, June of 2020. Um, we've been burning through cash quite fast since then. How much are you burning? Uh, we've done 1.48 million uh, pounds so far. Okay. And, and what? why is it so expensive to build this? Lots of machine learning, um, lots of computer vision. Um, predominantly, the, the bulk of the spend has gone into that. Um, the tech stack that we have behind this has meant that we've had to deploy um, some quantum computation elements as well, um, and a variety of other facets to the product in the back end to handle these vast quantities of data um, that, that we have. Where did you get 1.7 million, 1.8 million bucks to burn through? So 150,000 has come from private investors. The rest has come from me um, and the money that I've accrued over the past however long uh, by running my marketing agency. Oh, very cool. Okay, so you've had significant success then in the marketing agency to be able to put a million, two million of your own money into the business. Been okay, been okay. Yeah, no, this is great. Okay, cool, I love a story like this. So, So how do you decide, do you have partners in the agency? No. Okay, got it. So it's your own agency. I see. I see. And how do you make money at the agency? Is it people pay you to spend a hundred grand a month for them and you take 10%? Uh, Basically that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It depends on what model we're working on. So you've got uh, the paid ad model, um, but then it's a full service agency. So we do video production, um, animation, photography, uh, creative design, branding, the whole, the whole suite in one place. Mm -hmm. And and why let other people take equity and put in 150 K? Why not just put in another 150 K yourself and keep hundred percent control? I'm strategic. Um, so I'm not going to say who the investors are, but there are a couple of private investors that we've uh, taken on board who are fundamentally going to help us long-term with our, our long-term vision and plan for what the product can do. But fair to say you still own more than 95% of the business? Yes, at present. <laughs> close, close. Oh, okay. You yeah. said at present. Are, are you raising now? Are you about to announce around? Uh we may be announcing around at the start of next year. Um, you know, additional capital is always useful, particularly when you're deploying a product like this. It's very compl- uh, complex, requires a lot of funding behind it. Um, yes, we may be launching another round, but over and above that, we have you know option pools and a variety of other facets that um, are going to decrease my uh, my equity holding. Mm-hmm. Um, don't doesn't your ability to avoid dilution drastically decrease the second you go from zero dollars in revenue to one? And if so, wouldn't you want to do that before going out and raising another round? Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's absolutely the case. So um, by the time this podcast goes live, I'm assuming it's going to be January 22 anyway. Um, so you know, from the point at which we launch the product early next year, um, you know, we're definitely going to have a few months of uh, <clears throat> of live phase before we actually implement a new round. I bet you can't guess what SaaS founders waste the most time on after they pass 15 employees. Think about it. Think about it when you onboard a new team member. How much time as a founder do you take to set up their email account? Get them added to the Trello board. If it's a sales hire, you've got to onboard them to Salesforce or Slack. 
This is a terrible use of your time as a founder. You should be thinking about big, long-term objectives and strategy, not IT support. That's why more firms, more SaaS founders are relying on Electric for IT support. For example, Chris at Sendoso has well over 24 million bucks in revenue today, broke a $540 million valuation last year, and he spends zero time on technical onboarding for new hires. He relies on Electric IT support to onboard 10 to 20 new teammates per quarter. Now, Electric is best fit for US-based companies with between 15 and 500 employees. They reached out and said, Nathan, we love your audience. We love SaaS. Can we put Electric in front of them? And I said, yes. So check them out today at nathanlatka.com forward slash electric. And as you guys know, in Latka style, I said, you gotta sweeten the deal. So they said, Nathan, for your folks, just for taking a meeting, they'll get a free pair of Beats Studio Buds. Now I looked up these buds on Amazon, it's $120 value. So to get those buds, again, just for taking a meeting, go visit nathanlacka.com forward slash electric today. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash electric. What's the team look like today? How many people? 15, um, a range of full-time perm um, and uh, contractors, basically perm as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 15 and how many engineers? Uh, seven, seven engineers. Seven engineers. And are you all in? Like if you lose this million bucks you've personally put into the business, are you screwed? Like, do you feel the pressure? I definitely feel the pressure. It's a lot of money to chuck into one project for sure. Um, you know, I, I'm in a fortunate enough position where um, the agency is doing well. Um, we have a number of really exciting things happening on that front as well, um, which will help Pulse subsequently next year. Am I screwed? Hopefully not. Um, would I? Uh, would I prefer it to work? Absolutely. Talk to me about the agency. How young were you when you launched that? So I've been in the space since I was 16. Um, I set up my first agency with a business partner at that point, ran that for three years, wasn't happy with the direction it was going, shut it down. So from the age of 19 through to today, um, we've been running Encore. Interesting. Okay, so the agency is called Encore? Yeah. Very cool. O-N-Q-O-R. And, and how many folks are full-time there? Uh, 25 at the moment, but scaling very, very, very rapidly next year. Interesting. Okay, so 25 full-time, full-time there. And best year in terms of revenue at the agency was about how much? Uh, I am not going to disclose that at this moment because there's something quite significant happening over there. Um, but I, I will gladly share with you at a later date. More, more, can you share a range more or less than a million in revenue? More. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I yeah. think it'll be very fairly easily more than a million. Um, would yeah. you sell the agent? I mean, would people, I would imagine people would require you to um, be less connected to the agency if you're going about to raise a big round in the SaaS company. And one way to solve that problem might be to just sell the agency. Um, I, I'd, argue, I'd argue the complete opposite, to be honest with you, by virtue of me being quite well connected in the marketing space and in the agency space, it's actually very beneficial for Pulse. So the more involved I am with the agency, the more involved I am with the space in general, the better. Um, and you know, um, the, the network that I have over there substantially um, helps the growth of Pulse. All right. So I'm going to role play real quick. I'm a very strategic person that you want to bring into your company and I'm looking at leading your next round. Hey, Joe, you know what? That rational makes perfect sense to me. You're exactly right. So I need you to bundle the agency with Pulse. And if I'm writing you a check, I want to have an equity stake in both of them. Again, something significant happening over at the agency side, which uh, will ultimately adjust uh, the way in which I can, I can discuss that. Um, I can't say any more than that. 
the reason I bring this up, this is a trend that, I mean, look, I interview thousands of founders, but I see this happening so frequently where people are, they're brilliant. They build distribution first, which is what I would argue an agency is, right? It's distribution or community first. And then you build a SaaS tool. And then you have to decide, you shut the community down and go on on the SaaS, or do you let them work together? Because you would argue that any customer that your agency touches that also uses Pulse has a higher NDR on Pulse because the agency helped them get set up on Pulse. Uh, and, and managing this story with investors is very tricky because like you want to keep your media agency separate because that can be kingmaker for the rest of your life. You built it at 19, right? Who knows what'll happen with Pulse, but then everyone else is going to want you to build it in together or assign a master licensing agreement or a master referral agreement or something like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, again, there are opportunities for um, for that to make more logical sense. Again, I can't say much right this very second. There's something very significant happening in January um, that's preventing me from saying any more about strategically why I'm doing what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. But there is a very good method behind it. And uh, there is method to the madness. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Um, talk to me a little bit about, uh, so you have 15 people, seven full time. How many folks, like how many customers do you have using Pulse, but not paying it, but they're ready to start paying? Um, <clears throat> none. Um, again, they have had access to the platform. We have been testing the platform. Um, in how many though? How many have access? Uh, we have 50 that have access. Oh, um, oh wow. So, okay. Yeah. That's great. So you can watch how they use it, learn a little bit, guide your engineering team, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. All right. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up with the Famous Five? Uh, I'm good. Uh, you tell me if you need anything else. No, just want to make sure I don't want to, I don't want to miss cool. anything. All right. So let's do that. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Favorite business book? Uh, Influence Psychology of Persuasion. Not technically a business book, but very applicable to what we do. Influence Psychology of Persuasion? Yeah. Cool. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? There is a bit of a rogue one. It's a guy called Joe Binder. Um, he's the CEO of a personal branding agency in the UK, doing an amazing job, um, supports some of the biggest names in uh, the CEO space in the UK. Really cool guy. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Pulse? Oh, uh, so the, to- the question I've got is favorite tool for uh, growing the business. Um, I put people. Um, so technically not an online tool, um, but over and above that, I think... Uh, we use LifePlan, which is great for financial planning. Um, excellent tool from uh, an online perspective for us. LivePlan? Yeah. Okay. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, four to six during the week, four to 10 during the weekends, depending on what's going on. And situation, married, single kids? Uh, in a relationship, not married, uh, not single, uh, no <laughs> kids, but two dogs. <laughs> and Joe, how old are you? 25. 25. Last question. Something you wish you knew five years ago when you were 20. Uh, relaxing is not the end of the world. Um, it's probably the most important thing that you can do for yourself and for your mental position to actually progress forward. Guys, he launched a media agency at 19, did over a million dollars in revenue last year, over 25 people scaling quickly and used the learnings at that agency to go, you know what? We need to build something and systematize something here. Launched Pulse Tech. He's put over a million bucks of his own capital into this SaaS platform. They've got over 50 people using it today, about to launch pricing, call it in January, at a round call, you know, anywhere from $500 to $5,000 a month sorts of contracts. The whole idea of Pulse Tech is for you to be able to test and predict which ad creatives and combinations will perform before wasting money putting those things live. So return on ads and should go up if you use Pulse. We will see what happens. Joe, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks very much, Nathan. Speak to you soon.